Hello, and welcome to another podcast with my mom <laughs> that we call Money and Mom. My name is Vince Oldry. I'm a financial advisor, and this is my mom. She is retired or partially retired. So we need to talk about that, mom, because there's a lot of people that retire and they get bored or mentally they kind of lose it a little bit. And we joke that you're retired, but technically you're not retired. So we'll go through that a little bit here today. But also we want to talk about like the things that you do to stay busy. So that way you don't go, you know, insane <laughs> or you or you keep your marbles, so to speak. Um, so let's talk about kind of, you know, when you, when you and dad first retired, what did you guys do to stay busy right away? We primarily joined a social organization, which was in the, you know, to um, develop friends. And the social organization is what helped us with different things to do. And we got heavily involved in doing things at the club. It was a club. It was a yacht club. So we were in an area where we were fortunate enough to be around water. And um, we always had the thought that maybe we would do a boat, but we found out that boats are very, very expensive and break down a lot. So even though we were members of the yacht club, we um, had really good friends who let us use their boats. But being involved with a community like that, whether it's um, like a yacht club or a golf club or anything, um, there's always all these different events going on. And the key to um, really staying busy is to get involved. You can be a kind of a silent participant and not do things or just really get involved. And that's what we did, particularly at first. Um, I was on a couple of committees. I was on, uh, you know, hiring committees, that kind of thing. Um, and we participated in all the different events that were always going on throughout the season. Yeah, I remember you and dad moved down to Florida and for at least half the year and you're half the year up here in Minnesota. But I remember calling you guys a lot when you're down in, when you guys were down in Florida and you'd always be somewhere, some social event. And you guys were like, let me call you later. We're just getting done with dinner with, you know, the yacht club or whatever. And I always thought it was funny that you were part of a yacht club, but didn't have a boat. And you guys always said you did it for the social reasons. It's the way you guys stayed busy. And, uh, and the funny thing is, I remember you saying this too, is that you guys said you had more friends down in Florida than you did in Minnesota when you've lived in Minnesota for, you know, 40 or however long now, 40, 50 years, um, Sorry, mom, I don't want to, you know, date you here on your, <laughs> don't age me too much. <laughs> yeah. So you joined some social clubs. I know you also did like, it was part of your hobbies too, where I know you and dad rode the motorcycle and right. you guys would go out with the, you had some friends so from, from I think like South Dakota and was it Chicago or Illinois. Uh, and these were all people that we met at the club that we belonged to. So these are things that we did outside of it. So you make really good friends and then all of a sudden you're doing some different things. So there was a whole group of us that did motorcycle trips. Um, could have been anything else. I mean, you know, that, that you can do. Um, but that was something that we enjoyed. So we did a lot of traveling with them as well because part of the club, usually they set up trips. So we did a lot of trips with them. Um, and again, it also means that you're probably eating out a lot, a lot more. 
Yeah. So coming back to the financial part of retirement, yeah. you're you're part of a yacht, you know, yacht club, which which there's a joining fee. There is going out to dinner a lot or going to the club to eat dinner, which isn't free. And then even like the trips, like uh, I know you and dad have a, a book that, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people like looking at when they come over to your house in Minnesota, the travel book uh, that you guys have where you got to do a lot of travel. Not everyone, not everyone likes to travel or not everyone travels or looks to travel in retirement, but I know you guys did. And, and that was the other busy aspect, but you probably wouldn't have traveled if you didn't have the the financials there to be able to do so. Correct. And so the one thing I always joke about when, when dad first retired, because dad was a busy guy, right? He was always working. And when he had his company, he, I don't think he thought of anything else other than working and maybe racing and, um, <laughs> That was and maybe enjoying the lake every now and then when he could. But when he retired, all of a sudden, like all the house projects just came up. Like it felt like he was working on one thing after another around the house. So how did you keep him from going insane with all the house projects? Well, he, you know, when we moved down to Florida, he really didn't have house projects that he did. Um, I never really interfered with them. That was his thing. So um, he was in control of all that. So that wasn't, that was primarily what he wanted to do and did. And so he was in charge of it. I wasn't. I had my other things that I wanted to do. I was still working probably more than, I, well, a lot more than I am now, as I'm probably really, truly semi-retired. Um, but... Um, you know, the other options, other people that I know, they're really into golfing. They do that. Maybe there's so much golfing you can do. For me, I was able to get back to something that I had loved to do when I was a child, and that was draw and paint. So that I became involved in doing more of that and meeting people that do that. So um, I think one of the things probably is to, you know, revisit what are your passions from the past. And that was a passion from the past. Um, that you now might have time for, whereas when you're working and you're hauling kids around to hockey games and all that other stuff that you do plus work, um, you don't have time to do. And, um, you know, um, Eldon's passion was racing and cars. And so he took his cars to the racetracks and did what we call tracking. In other words, he ran them as fast as he could. Um, and it's kind of more of a timed kind of event. But that was one of his passions. So it's really looking for one of your passions to keep you busy and involved and, you know, can come in the form of many different things. So a lot of that that you're talking about, though, does involve some some money, technically. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to think about, OK, so how. Now, I know you've been fortunate in, in that kind of thing, but what what gives you guys the confidence to be able to just go enjoy those things without worrying about all the money. Is it the income? Is it, you know, just having the money? I mean, what kind of gives you that confidence where you don't have to worry about it? It's the, the ongoing income that you are getting, you know, getting off of, you know, our investments and that type of thing gave you confidence that you could do that. Now that didn't mean we, there were some really expensive trips and there were some trips where it was like, Whoa, this is, you know, we got to kind of watch it. We can't do that much this year. 
um, plus do any gifting we might want to do or other kinds of things. So, um, and then, you know, again, on top of it, you, you can plan for all these things that you're going to take these trips and you have everything, your investments are doing well, but um, then there's the unexpected things. So um, something going wrong with the house, such as we had water damage to the house in Florida. Now the insurance covered a lot of it, but there was still a lot that wasn't. Yeah. So the money aspect or the confidence that you had was more because you had the income and I know because I help with that, most of your income's coming from dividends and interest. Right. It's not coming from the principal. I know that was, you know, dad's big thing was don't touch the principal, don't worry about the principal, you know, just live off the dividends and interest, which you guys have been pretty pretty good about doing. Um, now, every now and then you'll dip, dip into the principal. You know, I think mm -hmm. when you bought your house in Florida, that was dipping into the principal technically. Uh, but that's not really spending it per se, uh, because you use that money to them not have a mortgage. So there's not, you know, you don't, you don't have that expense. So otherwise you could take that money and create income from it. So the confidence for you to be able to go, you know, join the yacht club or, and I know a lot of people think, well, yacht club, that sounds expensive. It's a lot less expensive to be part of a yacht club than sometimes being part of a country club. I know that for sure. Cause you weren't, you weren't going, you know, I know you're also part of the country club in, uh, in your neighborhood, mm -hmm. but it's a different country club. There's the country club side and then there's like the golf, <laughs> the golf country fee, country club, country club fee, which I know you don't golf. So I know the golf club fee is really expensive compared to right. the, just the country club. Um, whereas with the country club, I think you get the pool maybe. I don't. I don't really, I don't really know how it's all set up, it's, it's called a social membership, and those are always a lot less in, in a community. So, um, you know, and it also allows you to have dinner at their restaurant and that kind of thing, you know. So, um, but the other thing that we did do, too, is the main yacht club that we belonged to was a small one. So the expenses there were not as high. So it was kind of we chose a place that wasn't as pricey. Um, well, the, the, well, the main price or the main expenses were in the, the boat and the, and the slip, which you guys didn't have. Right. Right. So <laughs> you got to save all the money on that end of it. And we had good friends um, and got to ride on the boats. Yeah. Yeah. So I always found that uh, funny when calling you guys, you always be really busy. I felt like you guys were more, I thought you guys were busier in retirement than you were when you're working to a degree, at least socially, you definitely were. Now, the funny thing is like when, when dad retired and you're supposedly retired, it was like in a way, not the best thing because then he got like bored in a way. Um, he bought a, a gym, a workout gym and worked on that as like a hobby you still have your company technically that you run, um, but it's not like you're in that every single day, but you do it enough to be busy. And I think you do that because, well, I don't know, I won't put words in your mouth, but why do you do that? Yeah, well, and that's the other aspect of retiring, I think, especially if you retire to a place like Florida and Fort Myers, Florida, which is where I am. And that is there's a lot of retired people there and you don't get as much exposure to people. 
And I think that's one of the things that, you know, to do things differently or whatever, if um, Eldon had gotten more involved in the business community somehow, and he, and he tried a couple of different things. He joined a, uh, a group that was um, working with reading with local kids kind of thing was kind of a, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and he did the big brothers and big sisters, you know, after, you know, kind of in the middle of retiring and that type of thing. The business that he did, and he knew he needed to do something, and it was a retail business, and he was a business-to-business person, so it just wasn't a fit. And I don't think he ever found something after that. But um, what it really means is um, you need to just continue. I think take a look at your passions and, and make sure you're busy with, in the real world, you know, being able to be with younger people or being involved with something that's new to keep you young is really what it is. I mean, being around uh, younger people, um, active people, uh, doing a lot of things actively, uh, which is, you know, some of the things that I started doing. Um, just the painting and belonging to a local studio and meeting the local artists, um, even though I, I was nowhere near what they are. Um, but... I learned a lot about the local community, so I started to know um, certain people and certain things about the community that I wouldn't have if I hadn't joined something a little different. Now you've seen, you know, that aspect of it, but you've also seen the other side of it, where you've seen people kind of uh, vegetate a little, you know, become vegetables, yes. right? Yes. So I don't think people understand how important it is for you to stay busy because you can become your own worst enemy in a way. Well, what happens is you sit around and watch TV and do nothing else to become, and then maybe you go out and eat a lot and drink a lot, and then everything starts falling apart. And I've had the unfortunate experience of having a broken ankle, broken knee kind of thing where I've been sitting a lot and now I understand what happens to people like that. Everything just falls apart. Everything hurts when you start moving. So they don't want to move. And their tendency is to sit there and just watch TV. Um, and you just see them deteriorate in front of your eyes. They become old, older than they need to be old before time. You know, I mean, I have a friend that's 87 years old and she runs around like she's 27 practically, you know, so, and she's active as heck and involved in everything and, you know, watching the neighbor's dogs and, you know, taking care of people like me. Um, and she's yeah, just she was taking out active. your garbage, she's <laughs> taking out my garbage and bringing in my mail because I was on crutches. And that was one of the couple of things I really couldn't do. Um, but she works out, she's active, she belongs to the club, she has Bible study, she's in a financial organization, I mean, in a investment club. You know, those are the things that she does. And she takes care of the neighbor's dogs, which, you know, she's kind of crazy. And she takes care of another woman that is having trouble getting around and travels, you know. So it's kind of a combination of putting all those things together. And it's when you don't move and you sit still that you end up kind of, you're, you're gone, you know. So if you were to help someone that's about to retire, not on the financial side, but more on the you know, a little bit more on the emotional side, mm -hmm. how would you tell them to prepare for it? I think when, you know, I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding of what retiring is. I mean, 
they think, well, now I get a chance to slow down and sit down and, you know, just do what I want to do when I want to do. Um, and when you first retire, you know, that's not really what it's like. I've seen, heard a lot of people that say they're busier than they were before and they get so busy with grandkids and whatever, et cetera, and they lose their own life. And I guess what I would really say is if you can somehow, you know, um, sit down and think about what are the things that you always have wanted to do in your life? What are the, what are the things that mean the most to you? Um, you know, how do you want to spend your time? Do you really want to be, you know, dependent on other people for your entertainment? Or are there certain things you can do? And, and by that, I mean, sometimes I think people get too involved with their kids and that becomes their whole life. And then if something goes wrong, then um, they're stuck and there isn't much for their life. So uh, just a matter of sitting down and thinking about just like everything else, you know, kind of making your list and prioritizing, uh, kind of wish, you know, in some ways that um, maybe after the first year or so to revisit it all. And then, you know, once you understand what it feels like, and it might be easier to do it after you've had a year or two of doing the things that you thought you were waiting your whole life to do on retirement. Yeah, I call it the honeymoon phase of retirement because, yeah. like, when you initially retire, it's like, "Ooh, this is great!" You know, I got all this free time; I can go do this and that, and I'm gonna go travel. And then, yeah, it starts to fade a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, "All right, what am I gonna do today?" I already did that, so you know. Um, yeah, and, and you're right; it happens after about year two, maybe after year one. I've seen a lot of clients go back to work as like a consultant because they're, yeah. you know, they get bored. So then they go back to work and it's not because financially they have to, it's the emotional part. They just, right. they, they feel like they have to do something. They feel like they're deteriorating. They feel like they're not part of something or they're, they, they need to do something to feel like their life matters in a way. Right. And uh, sometimes like the volunteer stuff or, they don't know where to go. So then they just go right back to what they were doing because that's what they've been doing for 20, 30 years. And that's a little bit easier. Uh, and they know they could just jump right into it and do it right away. But financially, you know, I think if we could go back to it real quick, I think, you know, looking back at you and dad, you were able to go do some of those things because you guys knew the income was going to be there. And it's not like it's not guaranteed income or anything like that, but you're, you're doing dividends and interest and you weren't touching the principal. But I think you, I like to think of it as like most people, they like to have their cake and eat it too. Meaning that you like to not have a lot of risk. You want some growth and you want income and you don't want to touch your principal. <laughs> mm-hmm. That seems like what everyone wants in retirement or as far as an investment strategy, they want like very little to any risk. They want as much growth as possible and they want the maximum, most amount income that they can get. And so I think dad, you know, as a, you know, dad technically was a great investment manager and he planned for that. He, I remember when he sold the company, he originally gave the money to the company he sold it to or some of it. Anyway, they were managing it and they would just make these changes to the portfolio that he didn't understand. 
And it just didn't line up with his philosophy because I don't think they lined up with the income philosophy that what he was trying to achieve. He wasn't so much focused on growth as he was on getting the income. So that way you guys could go, you know, create that social lifestyle, create that travel lifestyle, uh, the hobby lifestyle, you know, taking the cars, the track is not cheap because you got tires and gas and uh, some maintenance. And then I know with art, it's not as expensive <laughs> and it might be a little bit more efficient to do. Um, but I think I th kind of look back at it and I thought dad was like a great investment manager because of that. He was able to coordinate the investments to give you guys the income to be able to do all that. At the same time, it allowed him to work on a retail company that he I don't know if he really enjoyed that much. Um, no, he did not. <laughs> um, it allows you to. It allowed you to keep doing your business, but not have to. I would say maybe actively grow it as aggressively as maybe. Well, right. I, I guess you really want. I know you wanted to grow up faster or more aggressively, but it allowed you to still go do the things without relying on your company income to go do those things. So. I think you know today was uh, just to help people understand from a financial uh, perspective, it's important to have the income to go enjoy all of those things and make sure you can go do those things. But then also on the emotional side of things, it's important to stay active. Important to to find your what your hobbies are, so that way you stay stay happy in retirement. Don't become bored. Don't become a vegetable, so to speak. And so I appreciate you sharing those things so that way you could share that with, you know, from a retirement side or retirement perspective, even though I know you call yourself semi-retired. <laughs> and then from a financial perspective. So, um, you know, I think those are all good things I think people can take with them and hopefully they can start planning. If they're, if they're not yet retired, they can hopefully start planning on how to be more active or potentially start to be active. Uh, but like you said, take a year, you try to figure that stuff out. And then at the same time, financially, make sure you have your income lined up to be able to do that. So yes. Appreciate it, mom. All right. Thank you. All right. We'll see you later. Yep. Bye. Bye. Investment advisory services offered through Assured Retirement Financial Group, DBA CFG Retirement Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Minnesota.